Welcome to Seasoned with an Accent, the voice of the global professional. This is Erika Yeni, career coach, your host, here to receive you with open arms. Get cozy and comfortable, get a cup of your preferred beverage and feel at home. This is a place for you, a place in which everybody belongs. A healthcare visionary and CEO of a recruiting healthcare company, Praveen Ponero has a bachelor's degree in nursing, with certifications in nursing administration, nursing research, and clinical nursing. He's a visionary and change leader who has served several healthcare companies providing innovative solutions in HR. He has been working closely with the Ontario government to bring positive change to the healthcare industry. One of his most exciting goals is to facilitate the training and credentialing of global immigrant healthcare professionals to solve the challenging shortage the American and Canadian markets face. If you are a healthcare professional considering moving abroad, you need to listen to this interview. Hello, Praveen. Welcome to Seasoned with an Accent. Hello, Erica. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Wow, it's our pleasure to have you here to talk about a subject that's so important and so interesting. Our healthcare system, such a fundamental service that mm -hmm. everybody should care about and should be concerned with because it's a struggling nowadays. So what is happening in healthcare currently? Why are physicians committing suicides and leaving the profession in record numbers? To give you the most clear answer to it, it is very obvious that most of the healthcare professionals have been through a lot in the last couple of years. And there are so exhausted, both physically, mentally, as well as emotionally taking care of all the clients. So the first thing I would say is because of the over workload. And the second thing is the work stress that they have been through because of uh, COVID, as well as uh, the rigid processes of the government has added up so much of stress as well, like coming in with new rules and regulations every single day for these people to keep changing themselves and trying to adapt to the environment. And then you already are aware of the lack of appreciation for most of the physicians, nurses, as well as the caregivers who have been working in this industry for almost a decade or even more. So these are few of the reasons why we are, why we are witnessing all these suicides as well as a record number of people living in healthcare. But when it comes to the root cause of these uh, problems, the root causes are there are not enough candidates entering the healthcare profession at this point. And then we have many physicians and nursing professionals as well as caregivers leaving these jobs. And the morale injury that is caused by the government indirectly to all these healthcare professionals. And what I meant by moral injury is uh, 
when the government decides to offer 5000 or 10000 bonus for the new people to come join the profession or uh, if they are going to give 10000 bonus for people to just get into healthcare it is not fair for the people who have been working for so long in the healthcare because they are not being benefited for the, all the hard work what they have done so the approaches what the government is making are pretty reactive instead of proactive and these approaches are really causing most of the issues and leaving all the healthcare profession all the healthcare professionals like very unsatisfied for the work what they have been doing yes i've been reading many articles about and i heard that 1.1 million nurses are expected to leave the healthcare system in the US alone. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a personal friend who is one of those nurses retiring. She said, I could work for a couple more years, mm -hmm. but the stress I was under with all this pandemic and now the extra load of work to which I was being submitted was making me sick. I couldn't deal with that. It was affecting my well-being. So I decided to retire a little bit early because the pressure was more than I could handle at this point. So I have seen it on the news and I have seen it in my personal mm -hmm. life with a personal friend, the impact mm -hmm. that this pandemic is generating for healthcare professionals. And that is so sad i'm so sorry to hear yeah it is that. it is very unfortunate because uh, to give you a better stats 18% of healthcare workers left jobs in 2020 wow that's a big number mm -hmm. that's a big number but you are coming to this situation with a lot of vision so <laughs> what's your vision any mission as it relates to the healthcare industry? My vision is it is not possible for us to take care of this uh, situation right now because it has uh, gone out of hand. The only way that we'll be able to address all these problems in healthcare system is by looking beyond the borders and by seeking help from other countries where they have surplus number of physicians, surplus number of nurses who are currently looking for jobs and they don't have any employment. And if we can make best use of this opportunity by giving them an opportunity to come to Canada and US uh, to help us with our healthcare crisis, it would make a huge difference where we would be able to build a much stronger and a better healthcare system for the future. And what I am trying to do at this point is uh, I am trying to bring people over to work the most basic jobs like CNAs. Like we have CNA requirement in US and we have, uh, we call them personal support workers in Canada. So we have 58% of personal support workers in Canadian healthcare. And I'm pretty sure uh, in US, you guys have at least 50% of CNAs working and uh, helping the healthcare system as well. So my mission is to bring all these people 
from different countries like Philippines or from India or from Zambia, Zimbabwe. And there are many other countries that have uh, pretty much uh, equal uh, standards of education and their education equivalencies would uh, meet the requirements for uh, US and Canada and provide them with an opportunity to work as a, a CNA or even as a personal support worker in Canada. And my company is willing to provide them the ongoing training that is required for them to secure their nursing licenses so that we can create a huge pool of nurses. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing idea. It's such a great opportunity for global healthcare professionals who are thinking maybe of immigrating. Um, there are so many unemployed healthcare workers around the world who could be trained and have the opportunity to have uh, a life in the US and Canada, which is such a desired place for immigrants to want to go because of better salaries and better opportunities. So I think it would be a win-win solution for all sides on the table. Yes. And also we are considering uh, partnering with many technology, technology companies uh, worldwide to streamline this process and uh, to expedite the process of uh, credentialing and verification because uh, there are already so many immigrants who are highly qualified and who are talented in US as well as in Canada. If you look at it, like we have like at least 13,000 physicians and nurses in Canada who are here already, but not working in healthcare profession. And the reason why we are trying to collaborate with these tech companies is we the whole idea of our company is to help people to get into the workforce that they have chosen and where they feel that they will be able to have a meaning to their life. So if someone worked as a doctor, for instance, or as a nurse in the Philippines, when they come to Canada or US, it is not fair for them to work in McDonald's or working for Amazon. It won't give them the fulfillment and the purpose that they have in their life. So my whole idea is to help all these people to get back into the professions that they really love so that they will have a purpose that gives them a fulfillment in life. That's so important. There are so many immigrants who sometimes have high degrees and they are not being used. It's like a, a waste of talent, yes. a waste of training. And the opportunity you are providing here is an excellent opportunity for them to go back and to work on what they love and to have more fulfilling lives. That's a great vision that you have right there. Mm -hmm. And is that sustainable in the long term? Yes, it is sustainable in the long term because as I have just mentioned about uh, helping people with credentialing process and bringing them into workforce. So we are not trying to exploit the jobs that what Canadians or what Americans can do. At this point, we are only bringing people to just help the current situation. So this is something where we would not be encouraging in the future once we have met all the requirements and all the needs of our uh, healthcare. 
but at least this would retain all the employees that are that are lost due to the great resignation or because of these burnouts and uh, the stress that has caused because once we have all these people come over and uh, offer help to the people who are currently working obviously at some point we will be able to attract uh, more talent and we would be able to see more of our uh, canadians and americans getting back into healthcare professions and joining med schools and nursing schools yes so you address the very important point sometimes mm -hmm. people object to uh, immigrants coming because they're afraid the immigrants are going to take work out of the citizens but in this case the immigrants will be providing a very needed help mm -hmm. in this moment in which the healthcare system needs extra people to work and to respond to the challenges that they are facing at this moment so it is very simple like if you look at it would you climb a flight like would you get on a flight if you know it is going to crash of course not it's the same thing we are expecting people to join healthcare system when it is crashing that is the reason why people are resisting to join healthcare mm -hmm. so with this approach what i am coming up with and with my vision what we will be able to do is we'll be able to provide rest for people who are currently overworked and who are currently burdened both physically mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. so that they will be able to rest and recharge so that so that they can come back and also once these uh, shortages are addressed and once there is not so much of burnout we will be able to attract more talent from our country itself yes i heard that one part of the stress is that uh, there is a mandatory uh working of extra shifts because mm -hmm. once there is a pandemic of the level that we are facing now then by law the healthcare system can mandate that they mm -hmm. work a lot of extra shifts so yeah. imagine a professional that worked a full shift and then has to continue to work because there is nobody to nobody pick else up to where come and they take over. Yeah. So exactly. it's really an unsustainable situation that needs an emergent solution. And I'm glad that your company is thinking yeah. of a solution that can really make a difference at this point. So how does the process work exactly? The process starts with we communicating this solution to all the healthcare providers, both in Canada and US first and making them realize that this is the only way that we will be able to get through this pandemic and uh, to have a better and a stronger healthcare system and once we are able to bring all these uh, hospitals and long term care and nursing homes on board with us with uh, my vision that is when we'll be able to provide uh, an opportunity to all these uh, highly talented people from different countries by giving them uh, a full time employment letters Mm -hmm. And how long do you think it will take to you are able to make those connections? I'm assuming right now we do have uh, a lot of interest, but uh, we haven't uh, started this yet because we are still figuring out uh, the immigration process because that is the only thing that is holding us back at this point. 
but since uh, we are able to convince the uh, hospitals to sponsor them so that we will be able to provide them with full-time employment letters. So we do have some interest from the US hospitals at this point, and uh, we are hoping to start this probably at the end of this month, and hopefully in the next three months, we should be able to produce results. Wow, that will be so amazing when it finally starts and yeah. these connections can be made because we need it soon. Yeah. And I, I know that like uh, you'll be able to work all the necessary paperwork with the yeah. immigration so to make this program a possibility. So what are the requirements to be selected to participate in this program? The requirements are like, uh, you have to be a registered nurse because we have RNs and LPNs in US. In Canada, we have RNs and RPNs. But to be qualified for this program, we strictly need RNs from different countries because then they will be able to eventually apply for their nursing license and uh, they will be able to clear their exams for RN or LPN because then they will have more scope to practice nursing. That is the reason why we have uh, set the requirement for registered nurses only because then they will be able to either get their license as an RN or as an LPN down the line. So that is the first requirement. And the second requirement is uh, as it is pandemic right now, they should have the vaccinations done and everything should be up to the standard. And the, the third one is uh, they need to have uh, the English test, which is IELTS, a minimum score of 6.5 because we are bringing them to an English speaking country and we want to make sure that they will be able to provide the best possible care mm -hmm. and physical examination test, mm -hmm. which is to check if they're uh, healthy enough to go to a different country and start a new life. Police, which is also a part of uh, the requirements. So these are the most basic requirements at this point, where if they have these, then obviously we'll be interested to talk to them and we'll be able to get more uh, detail. So repeating here is to make sure that everybody gets it. You need to be a registered nurse, yeah. To pass the IELTS with a 6.5. Yes. You need to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated against COVID. And you need to pass a physical examination test to prove that you are healthy enough to, to immigrate. So those are the basic requirements. Those are the basic requirements. And if someone is interested, then we can discuss more in detail because uh, I'm pretty sure they also need to have enough funds to support themselves mm -hmm. because uh, when they are coming here, even though they are going to start working for us from day one, but uh, as you know, it is very expensive mm -hmm. to sustain in these Western countries in the initial stages. So that is also a requirement where they should have like at least a $10,000 fund to support themselves in the first six months. Mm -hmm. I see. So you just said that you're still working on the visa situation, but what's your vision? Will they get a working visa right away, a student visa while they are in training? How will that work? 
I'm hoping that we will be able to start off with uh, work permits because uh, most hospitals are willing to sponsor them and provide them full-time employment. So work, work visas is not going to be an issue, but there is a limit, uh, especially for US and Canada that we can only bring a certain number of, certain amount of people to these countries. So we are still trying to communicate this with the government to see if they can help us out by opening the borders uh, just for the healthcare professionals to come in to take care of the pandemic. So suppose that a professional starts the process today. How long do you think it will take to go through this entire process three months. of requirements? Three months, three mm -hmm. months. So in three months, they would have a permit and they could start working as CNs. And then after that, continue working towards getting a certification for a higher level nursing job. Yes. Okay, that's great. Uh, what about the timelines after they start the training to get certified? What, in your view, will be the timeline there? Like, for instance, say we are able to provide uh, a full-time employment letter for a hospital from the U.S. So when they come in, we are going to train them for the first 30 days. And once we train them, then we will be able to place them in the hospital or a long-term care or retirement home or home care, wherever they choose to work, because we want to give them options to choose what they really love doing. Mm -hmm. And once they are working as CNs, if they want to become certified as a, an RNAN, what do they need to do? What will be the timeline there? The timeline, since I have mentioned about the technology part that we are also trying to configure at this point, if we can bring the technology into place by next six months, the credentialing and verification will be instantaneous where they'll be able to get it done within a week. Because mm -hmm. right now, the biggest challenge we have is the credentialing and verification process takes like one to two years. And that is one of the biggest headaches we have. And that is the reason why most people who are doctors and nurses are currently not working in healthcare profession. Now, if people want to have more information about your program, and if there are nurses from all over the world wanting to uh, be enrolled in your program, what should they do? Where should they look for that information? I recommend uh, to check my website and uh, they can always send me an email through my website. And I also recommend people to connect with me on LinkedIn so that we can post the updates and they can follow me on LinkedIn and I can provide them with more information. All right, so your website is alpine-solutions.ca, correct? Yes. I'll make sure to list that on the comments. Sure. when we launch the interview so that people can easily have access to your website. Sure. What's the best advice for these people that will be coming to fill out the healthcare gaps? The best advice that I can give the people who are coming into country is the Western country, like especially Canada and US, is way more developed than the countries that we have chosen to bring people from. So their life is going to be 10 times better. 
and they will be able to help themselves as well as their entire families. So they can dream the American dream or American the Canadian dream, dream right? <laughs> yeah. And they can come expecting that life conditions here will be a lot better. Mm. All right. So keep that dream in mind and be motivated to apply. Now, if you were to summarize a word of encouragement for the immigrant community in one sentence, what would that sentence be? This is a question I make for every guest in my podcast. If I have to summarize, especially for the immigrant community, I would say celebrating small wins because we tend to fail a lot compared to the people who are born and raised here. We have so many hurdles that we have to go through in the red tape and there are so many times we'll be hearing the word no. No one wants to give us a chance. No one wants to take a chance on us and any, anything we try to do, we fail, we fail, we fail. And when this is happening, we, for, we tend to forget the small things that we need to celebrate. Like for example, to give you the most basic example, even say you got a license, you passed your driving test and you passed a license. That's a great accomplishment because there are so many people who are born and raised in America who doesn't drive, who doesn't even have a driving license. But we as an immigrants, when we come here, we get our driving license within the first six months and we take that for granted. So all these little wins, if we can start celebrating all these things along with all the failures that we have to go through, that would be the success story of every immigrant one day. I love it. Celebrate the small wins. Every little step is a reason to celebrate. It's little by little that we are going to get to accomplish our dreams, to accomplish yeah. our goals. So be encouraged by every little success you get and celebrate, celebrate them. Thank you so much, Praveen, for coming here and sharing with us your vision and this wonderful solution you're proposing for this big crisis in the healthcare system. Godspeed to you, much success in all your endeavors. And thank, thank you. you very much for being here today. I thank you for all your uh, love and support. You're welcome. Seasoned with an Accent is brought to you by Altitude Career Coaching. Take off for a career of success. At Altitude, we partner with global professionals to create a path of career advancement abroad. We offer services related to career planning, job searching, and professional development. Please visit our website www.altitudecareercoaching.com to discover how we can best help you. Book a complimentary meeting and let's start taking steps towards your success. Hope to have you here again. Meanwhile, take care and keep yourself moving towards your goals.